This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Yay, yay, we back on the block. Thank you once again for joining us for the second hour of On the Block. We're going to talk a little bit about the Huskers and the failure and the falter that happened out there in Ann Arbor. And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Ann Arbor of this past last game that they had. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of, um, you know, speculations in the post game and whatnot. Is moral victories a thing that the Huskers can look forward to um, in, in these next few games? We also talked about the schedule and how the schedule will begin to ease up for them to give them more opportunities to tap in the W column. But at this time, you know, we're, we, you know, they came up short. They, they gave it a good run. And again, they, they, they played with it. They tinkered a little bit. So we'll talk a little bit about that right now. I'll drop a few questions out on Bach. But Bach, you know, how do you view this last weekend's game? I mean, it's very easy to look at them and be like, oh, 11. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're, they're a donut right now. You know, it's easy to look at them and say, I mean, they're garbage. And they, you know, in some instances, that may be the case. But I saw a little something different. In this in this particular run at Ann Arbor, and and, and uh, I wanted your you know your words on how you felt about what you saw in this last game. Yeah, I th- I think that that Nebraska is coming along. I mean, they're looking better. I mean, when you look at that matchup compared to the matchup they had with the same Michigan team uh, in Lincoln, of course, that was without Trey McGowan's, and it just it, it fell off the rails. Michigan had like 25 assists, hit 15 threes. I mean, Nebraska's effort just didn't look there. They lost 102 to 67. You compare that to last night where they uh, had a lead. I mean, it was going back and forth. Had the lead as high as 10 at one point in that game. Halftime lead. You know, Michigan it was really very much a game of runs. Uh, that Michigan just outlasted Nebraska and won that game 85-79 to 79, thanks to the, some free throws down the stretch. I mean, it was even closer than that. Um, but uh, I, I think that you could very much argue within the last two games, even though their losses, of course, a two-point loss to Rutgers where you led the game um, for 38 and a half minutes or whatever it was, and now this this much more competitive game against Michigan, you can believe that Mich- that Nebraska is starting to build something. I mean, they're, they're starting to at least get some momentum, some confidence, uh, and certainly... Coach Hoiberg has not lost his team. Um, obviously, it's frustrating. Obviously, at this point, when you're talking about the future and what they can do down the stretch and all that, um, you're not talking about an NCAA tournament. You're not really even talking about the NIT. You're just talking about getting a few wins and starting to get some momentum back into the program. So um, while we have this discussion, you know, uh, it, it's not exactly as exciting as maybe it had been earlier in the season. The ceiling isn't as high. Um, but at the same time, I do think that they're playing their best ball. And a lot of that has to do 
do with Bryce McGowan's, who's now four straight 20-point uh, games, never done been done by a Nebraska freshman. And it's not just like it, it's, it's happening and, and, you know, he's just the best scorer on a bad team or anything like that. Um, he's really putting it together. You can see him grow and evolve as a player. Uh, and I think we saw that again last night. Man, I wish I could get 20 shots in a game. I mean, dang, I, mean, yeah, I could have did some things if that would have happened. But nonetheless, and you know, some of the things that I saw in any given time when the Huskers have shot 50% on the road and almost 40% from the three and 80% from the free throw line, you would think that that game would have been in the bag, but it just didn't happen. I mean, I think some of the things that you said, so the takeaways was, the, the, the numbers, again, in the rebounding department were dismal. And then you also look at the assist numbers. It's not that they didn't have a lack of opportunities for assists. I think there were missed opportunities for assists. I think those numbers could have been even better had they, uh, had, had they uh, taken advantage of some of those situations. I think also the turnover numbers and one of the things and one of the problems that they have is that they have, you know, uh, turnover issues. But those turnover issues turned into points for the opposing team. So, I mean, they had 17 points off of turnovers. Those things hurt you when you go back and look at it. And I also thought it was a very poorly refereed game. There were so many phantom calls that I, I mean, me being a former referee, both at high school and collegiately, uh, I was, I was just like, wow. Um, you know, they, it was, it didn't seem like it, maybe it seemed they were an uninterested crew because it, it just, there was a lot of inconsistencies with the way that the game was called. That is not the blame because it was both sided. It do, it did look like in different instances that Michigan benefited from a lot of the phantoms and took them to the free throw line where they, they were able to take some advantage of that. So, but um, some of the things I also noticed is that, you know, they were running their offense a little bit higher, a little bit wider. Uh, there was some open opportunities. And then I saw them uh, posting up Bryce a little bit more and he looked very poised. He looked like he was very under control. And so some of those things that were very like what was your thoughts about the, the, the way that they went small ball and, and, and they actually made a run. I mean, they, they, they went from, I think, almost 8-10 down and, and jumped out to almost a 6.6 6 to 8-point lead by, by playing small ball where they had um, they had Kobe Webster, Tamanaga, who ended up going nuts for a short stint. And then um, uh, their big man was Walker and, and Lat Man. Yeah, it was interesting. I I, I kind of liked the look. Um, they didn't do it for. Or it was actually called. I mean, I'm sorry. It might have been C.J. Wilcher. I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. So it was Bryce, Trey, C.J. Um, and uh, maybe Tamanaga or, or or Webster and Tamanaga. I don't think Webster and Tamanaga are the same, but you know what I'm talking about. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, and, it, and it's a it's a strategy. It's a, it's a it's it's something that I wanted to see at least be experimented with because if you're going to give up rebounds, um, you know, at least try to get an advantage out of it. Maybe being quicker and, and pushing the pace there at times worked. I don't know if you want to get into that um, shootout with Michigan and, and push the pace as much as they did at times, but it worked a little bit. I think it's it was ultimately. Um, going to work in spurts. I don't think that that's a long-term solution for Nebraska, but certainly can be a different lineup that they throw out there. Um, and so, I mean, I, th- I think there's some some potential there, but it, it kind of goes back to what we talked about after the Rutgers game in the post game is that if you're going to lose <laughs> in rebounding, and they clearly were losing in rebounding throughout the night last night, um, try to, to get some sort of advantage out of it. And it's not give up on rebounding. You know, we saw guys like Trey McGowan's out there fighting for his position. But ultimately, every every starter for Michigan had at least five rebounds. I also had a guy off the bench with six. Nebraska had 
one player above five rebounds, and that was Bryce McGowan's uh, with his six. So it, 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 it's still a lot left to be desired for that battle, understanding that Hunter Dickinson is seven feet and, and that Michigan had some of those guys, but Eli Brooks isn't, again, and he had five. You know, their guards are getting five and six rebounds uh, throughout the game. So, um, you know, sometimes you can you can use that as an excuse. Um, it, was, it was a little bit disappointing to see that be another major problem, another major flaw that, well, it's been the major flaw all year, um, but after that Rutgers game, you thought maybe that they had figured something out as far as, you know, blocking people out and, and you know, hustle, energy, all that sort of thing, um, and it, it didn't seem like it was – too much there again this this past game. The other thing that I wanted to bring up though was I saw a lot of people say the game turned on the Kase Tamanaga technical, which it maybe it did, but that doesn't that's not as a result of Kase Tamanaga yeah. getting that technical. That's the reaction and response to it. Sometimes coaches will intentionally get a technical to try to provide a spark for their team. Um so I did see a lot of that, and I at least wanted to separate that from going, okay, well, then the tide turned when Casey messed up. Well, no, the tide turned when they didn't react after, uh, you know, a little bit of adversity. Yeah, and that's a, that's absolutely true. And, again, I will reiterate, and I'll say it again, that uh, Eastrick, had I done the same thing, I would have gotten a technical, and you just would have been mad at me. I mean, that's just <laughs> how it is. Um, but the thing is, is that, um, something that's unique about me is, well, as we address the small ball situation also, but, but something that's unique about me is that if, if I have that kind of mistake and that's what you're talking about, um, I'm going to make it up some way, you know, there's going to be a charge that I'm going to get, or there's going to be a dive for a loose ball, or there's going to be a, a steal somewhere on my dig for against Dickinson, or I'm, I'm there's going to be some way I'm getting that back. So uh, I just didn't see that part. It, it just seemed like they kind of just, you know, it was like the bully came in the room and they just took it. You know what I mean? And they were just like, here, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm taking your lunch money right now. And and I, I think they just took it and didn't didn't meet the adversity that that just presented themselves to them where uh, I think I would have been a little bit different. I think also, too, I love the small ball. Um, I'm very familiar with that. You know, I had a coach that was OK with that. And I think I talked before about Don Nelson and we were just at a disadvantage. We had a disadvantage against the, the San Antonio sport Spurs and it was Tim Duncan, David Robinson. You had the twin towers there. And then, and then they, they were very long. They had Sean Elliott who was six, eight, and then they had Mario Ellie who was six, five. And then, then you throw in the general Avery Johnson, who's like four, two, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, everybody else was long. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they threw me on Tim Duncan. And the difference is, is I held my own as far as Tim Duncan didn't go crazy on me. And so there's where it's a little bit of disappointing. I know that uh, Derek Walker, you know, he has some foul trouble. But at the end of the day, you're playing 22 minutes a game. And you only get one rebound. That just can't happen. It just can't happen. Um, and then Keon Edwards, who only plays 14 minutes. I'm sorry, Andre, uh, Eduardo Andre, who plays 14 minutes, gets four rebounds. So somebody's got to make up that slack. I mean, Trey McGowan's with his athleticism, there's no way you should end up with two rebounds. Bryce did his job on the boards. Um, you know, I think Burge is, is very capable. Anybody with 20-plus minutes uh, to include, I think Wiltshire probably could have got in there and got a few more. They, 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 you just cannot have under five boards. It, it just, it just can't happen. So that, that's a, that's a, you know, something that they've got to correct if they're going to play that style of basketball. And, and um, hopefully, you know, it was good. As you said, it was good to see 
it being tested and tried so that they can see what type of results could be, you know, accumulated. Well, I wonder too, that, I mean, another thing that was very notable in this game was uh, the lack of Alonzo Verge in the second half. Once Tominaga and, and uh, got going and they kind of rode Webster there and Alonzo only, you know, figured, uh, finished with 22 uh, minutes in the game. Kobe Webster played 21 off the bench and Tominaga 15 there. Um, and those are kind of the smaller bodies that Nebraska would use in that rotation. Um, and it, it is, it, you know, it's been a thing all season where it, it's, it's almost like you just kind of try Verge out, um, see if he's on, because if he's on, he's one of your two best players. Um, and if he's not, you, you start to wonder about, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not like, well, let's just wait and let him warm up and see how it goes because, uh, he, you know, he kind of slows down that offense. He, he, you know, he becomes, um, you know, despite the fact that he can get, assists at a, at a high level um he you know he also is taking a lot of shots at a high level and stopping the ball movement is that where you would go with this I mean it seems like that's where they are is that they're going to try Alonzo Verge out um game in and game out see if it's one of his nights and if it's not um you know maybe not stick with him through the the the, the trial period and try to get him going but more uh, so just rely on that depth that you have and, and hope that he hasn't an, you know he's on the next night yeah, I think there's going to be some some cornerstones. I think, you know, definitely Bryce is going to be one of them. Walker's going to be one of them. Um, then then I think it's a round robin of who's got it going. I think that's what you've got to go to. You've got to just kind of throw guys out there certain certain amounts of time, give it a look. Okay, if there's some inconsistencies or if there's no production or if there's no spark or anything like that, then boom, let's roll to the next one. Let's see who can get it going. Then you roll as long as you can. And then at that point, if there's some drop-off, there's some tiredness, then boom, make the rotation, see who the next guy is going to be for a short period of time. I think they gave Wiltshire a good long look um, this game. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're getting 32 minutes, I would like to see a little bit more production out of him. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Go ahead. We have Chris that's on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Chris, what's going on, my guy? You there, Chris? Chris? You there? Chris. Uh, I guess we don't have Chris on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. All right. Well, maybe a call back. Give us a call back, Chris, if uh, if you lost us there. Yeah. I, I yeah. Guess. So, oh, go ahead. Is he there? No. Is he's he there? Not, not yet. No. Yeah. Always, guys. If we if we're saying anything that's inconsistent, crazy, is Looney Tunes or whatever the case may be, text us on the Sauter Heyman text line at four zero two four six four five six eight five, or call us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We want to hear from you. You know, we we don't feel like we've got all the answers, but we think we know a little bit of something. <laughs> <laughs> so join us on the block. Tap in. Uh, so yeah, that's how it is where, you know, um, I think what we'll do is if, if Chris doesn't come back, hopefully he does. If not, uh, we'll look to just jump into, uh, well, you know, yeah. Why don't we just go ahead and go to a break, man? We'll come back and talk about the crazy commanders and, uh, <laughs> get a little bit more time on that as we've got a good long football segment that's coming up. A lot of stuff happening out there. A lot of things to digest and break down. We'll come back right after that. We'll tap in on that right here on the block after this. <laughs> 